Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. We've got a couple of guests for you this hour. The first half, of course, a giant in the field of Sasquatch research, Todd Standing. He's been conducting expeditions, documenting chronicles, and interviewing people regarding the subject of Sasquatch for years. Back in 2006, he publicly showed two crystal clear Bigfoot videos that he filmed and taped himself, and he used to petition the Canadian government for species protection of Bigfoot. The petition was certified and tabled in the Canadian House of Commons. The media response was tremendous, and since then, he has filmed Bigfoot on multiple other occasions. In 2013, his cooperation expanded dramatically after taking two PhDs with him into the field, convincing them that his Sasquatch research is authentic. Todd, it's a pleasure to have you on the program. Yeah, thanks for having me back. How have you been? Uh, busy. I mean, COVID's crazy. Oh, my God, uh, yeah. Expeditions have been hard this year because uh, most of the people that come out and uh, do expeditions in the world with me are from the United States. So that's been tough. Do you think, like, Sasquatch could get sick, could get COVID? Do they get diseases? Well, absolutely they would. But, I mean, they're social distancing champions, right? I mean, it's oh, yeah. something as simple as, Gorillas would get COVID. Apes, uh, you know, orangutans and chimpanzees would get COVID. And the Sasquatch are clearly uh, our closest living relative. The DNA shows that. So it would, I think it would damage them, especially because they don't, they don't get flus, they don't get viruses, they don't have that immune system. They're very, they're more pure like you'd see natives like in Brazil or, or you know, people that live, you know, way, way back country. These, these, these diseases affect, affect them profoundly. So, yeah, it would be very damaging to them, for sure. Would you put the Sasquatch between humans and primates? Well, the, the DNA shows, I mean, there's no argument with this anymore. My DNA and other DNA shows that what's, what it is is you get chimpanzees and human beings, they're the closest living known relatives, while Sasquatch is further down away from chimpanzees. They're like a more advanced hominid to us. And that actually makes really good sense to me because, if you took, like, Survivor Man, a colleague of mine who's one of the top survival experts in the world, mm-hmm. if you threw him in the wilderness and told him, you can't use technology to survive, he'd probably be dead in six months. If you did that with a Sasquatch, the most advanced hominid on the planet, you could come back in six years and he'd be fat and, you know, prospering. So yeah. who's the more advanced hominid when it comes to wilderness? And I think the answer is it's Sasquatch. Amazing research. How did you get started into all this, Todd? Well, I was going to prove they couldn't exist. I saw... In the ecology, there was no ecological niche for a primate species to survive in North America. And clearly, I was completely wrong. The more I started doing research and even opening my mind to the reality of what the Native Americans know about this species, uh, what, I, what I realized is not only is there a niche for them to survive within, but it's an enormous niche. And the reason we haven't discovered them is because they're so exceptional. They're so intelligent. Even Even my latest research is going more into the spirituality of it, the connectivity they have to nature, which gives them enormous advantages. When you go out into the wilderness, they understand the birds chirping, the squirrels, the deer. Like when you try to verse a species like that, which you should never do, they're going to annihilate you. Like they have so many advantages. They know when the sun rises, mm-hmm. how the wind gauge is going to change, how they can smell you. I mean, to, to, to sneak up on a Sasquatch and, and to even beat them at their own game, you really can't because you can't verse the birds and the squirrels and the marmots and every species in the wilderness that, that gives Sasquatch the cues that you're there. 
So they're just really that advanced and that connected to nature. And the problem with us is we're so technologically advanced, which is amazing, we've forgotten our natural state, and that's why we're destroying the planet. We've, we've turned into a technological virus, and we just consume and consume, and that's why I'm so passionate about this discovery, because I, I, I know the Sasquatch can bring us back to nature and really help heal the planet with their connectivity to, to the nature and the spirituality that nature is. And it's, uh, it's obviously something I'm very passionate about. Yeah, I want to get into that in a big way in just a moment. When you first changed your mind, going from you weren't a believer, you tried to prove that, to, oh my God, these things are real. What was that moment? What happened? Uh, it was, I, I filmed the video two, which is from 2006. And I realized they couldn't even, I thought maybe it was the Native Americans. They were making beautiful costumes, like they could, they could make moccasins and headdresses. And they found a way to, to scare people away. Leif Erikson, when he came to North America, he saw a Sasquatch and the Vikings who were fearless, known for how fearless they are. They left. They were afraid. And I thought, what a brilliant way to scare people off. But when I realized that the Sasquatch exists, uh, I can't tell you. I, I, could, I, I understand when an expeditioner comes out with me, like Jeff Meldrum or like uh, John Bitternagel or, or many other expeditioners, and mm-hmm. they see a Sasquatch, it takes them months to really get it in their head. They have to go talk to people. They have to go think about it, dream about it, really let it process because the, the, how overwhelming it is to know this species exists. It's not just a paradigm you can wake up one day and go, yeah, I saw them yesterday and they're real. It really takes a lot of time to sit in because it's, it's, it's a very, very powerful thing. And, and when, in the first year or two, when people would ask me if Sasquatch were real and I knew they were, if I'd have taken a lie detector test, I probably would have failed because I didn't believe it myself. It took so much for right. me to, to convince myself because I'm so brainwashed with all these false mm-hmm. things in the world, with all this, you know, the media and all these delusions that they, they, they propagate into our heads. And uh, it, it takes a while to get over that paradigm. But when, when you accept the miracle of that reality, it, it was very freeing to me. And now you have this passion for this, Todd. I can tell just in your voice that you really are into this. Well, I, I mean, I just, I just, <laughs> this might sound, you know, I just saw a Sasquatch last week, and it doesn't, uh, I hadn't seen one in, uh, in a year. So it's really, when you, when you get the, and I was with expeditioners, there are people, like I take PhDs, I take top biologists, and I take every day, you know, it was a pharmacist and, a, and a, you know, uh, just a, a businessman I took out, a week ago, and it's really, it just, it changes you so much to just, I mean, it's, it's so mind-blowing, and you can see it in my documentary, it was, when my documentary was on Netflix, Netflix is the biggest network of all time, I had the top documentary of all time on Netflix, people really care about this, this discovery is very important, I, I think, I think there's hundreds of thousands of people in the United States alone that have seen a Sasquatch, you know, and, and, and when you, when you get people of integrity, even, like, like James Earl Jones, his dad saw a Sasquatch. Mm-hmm. And, and James loved his dad and knew his dad so well that as soon as his dad said Sasquatch are real, the family knew it because the man had so much integrity. And there's so many families out there, so many people out there that, that know somebody that's seen a Sasquatch that, you know, the person is just all integrity. They would never deceive them. So the, the numbers, I mean, I think it goes into the, there's millions of people that absolutely know this species exists. And uh, the support that I've that I've been getting is is tremendous. Especially, you know, Canada's been good, but the United States, 
my gosh, you know, 80% of my expeditioners are from the U.S. That's great. People are very, very passionate about that, about it out there. And it comes from a lot of these backcountry woodsmen that, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're indigenous people to me. They're born and raised there. Some of them three, four generations. They know the land. And to tell these people that they know Sasquatch are real and to tell them, you know, they're delusional and they're crazy. It's a big insult, and it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a very frustrating position to be in, and I understand it. In your career, Todd, how many times do you think you've seen Bigfoot? Uh, well, I've filmed them. I have uh, eight videos that are public, you know, that are in my document. Right, right. But I have three more new videos. I mean, it's very, you know, sometimes you get a fleeting glance. Sometimes you see a shadow. Sometimes I get, like, a full walkout, you know. So it's there are multiple levels of it, even... You, you can hear them around you that sometimes you just hear this boom, 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 boom. It's them stomping on the ground when they run. When that happens, I mean, a bird watcher, here's a, here's a hawk and he's, that's it. He's got a hawk. That's it. He leaves. He knows he's seen it. Hummingbirds like, you know, uh, a PhD will scale a mountain lion track on the ground and go, there's a mountain lion in the area. These are definitive signs. And I see those so often, so regularly, probably the most profound thing, even, even though I had a sighting the last expedition, the Sasquatch made a beautiful tree break for me that was that was fresh and done that day, and it just meant a lot to me to stand where a Sasquatch stood, to to put your hands where a Sasquatch put his hands on a tree. I have a, an immense reverence for this species. So, but I mean, the answer is dozens of times. John Bitternagel, the late great John Bitternagel, wildlife biologist, PhD, who wrote uh, books on Sasquatch, and it was just amazing what he did for for the discovery of the species. He asked me that, and I just I sat down with him for hours, and I think we got to like 24 times in b- before he passed away two years ago. So I must be up in the in the 30s now, but uh, that's not what matters to me. What matters to me is the discovery, and what bothers me is it's it's frustrating that we have DNA, we have photographs. I take people out and I show them a Sasquatch. You know, I just it's it's frustrating that this discovery isn't moving forward the way it needs to be. And, uh, you know, that's why I do shows, and I'm grateful for shows like this, because I really want to get the word out. This species exists. Don't take my word for it. We have DNA. We have video evidence. PhDs like Jeff Meldrum, heroes. Yep. It's exciting. He has evidence. Like, just his... Jeff Meldrum has the tracks and the feet acknowledged as a living being, but the rest of the body isn't acknowledged. Like, how funny is that? (laughs) And people... Do people believe him or not? Is that part of the problem? Uh, I... How could you not believe Jeff Meldrum? Like, I don't exactly, even, I agree with that, you. That man talk, he's, he's brilliant. He's, you know, he's, he's, he, he works at Idaho uh, State University in Pocatello. Like, the man is just... Yeah, he's I've, got, I've he's got nothing to gain, the lie. He's got nothing to gain by lying, does he? Well, it's quite the opposite. He's chastised and ridiculed for it. His, his career's been put on the line for it, like he's risked everything for it. That's true. That, that is absolutely true. Would you say that Sasquatch is friendly would it attack a human being in the wild well they're no different than particular individuals i remember being uh at the calgary zoo in canada and a gorilla i was behind the scenes with the primatologist and a gorilla came up and was touching me and i thought oh this is cool and then another gorilla came along went to touch me and the primatologist grabbed me and threw me back and goes, Don't touch her. <laughs> not so that one and beat you to death with oh it. god they're individuals each individual in, even in each moment, are they in mating season? Are they rutting? Did someone just shoot at them? Did somebody shoot their offspring? Like you, they're they're complete individuals, very very complex, and you're not going to know till you. I can I can tell when I get into an area like uh, 
I was in Alabama a couple months ago, and the Sasquatch there felt very distant. And, and we've got that video up on uh, coasttocoastam.com of the Alabama videos. Yeah, so it's, uh, you know, I, I felt like they were even quite hostile there and, and not good for my research. In the particular, I was in the, in the, the Chiha Forest where they have sightings uh, in, uh, in Alabama, and, uh, you know, those individuals are, are not going to be good for my research in particular, but, you know, there, I'm sure there are other spots, and, and it's, I, I want to get to the discovery process as soon as possible, as quickly as possible, and I don't want to deal with uh, angry, hostile Sasquatch. No. I go home. I'm done. Like, no. Tell <laughs> when, us. when they're twice the size of a gorilla and twice as strong, you don't. They, they are, how, how tall are they? About eight feet tall? Oh, no, nine uh, you know, as you get further north, they get bigger, just like black bears get bigger. Every deer get, I see deer in Texas. They look like big dogs to me, you know, our yeah, deer out here yeah. are much bigger, but they're in less abundance. So, uh, so I, I believe in Alaska, you know, we get 18 inch, 18 and a half inch tracks. I believe that's a 10 foot tall being where I am in Canada. It's sort of middle North. And, uh, you know, the big male in the group that I study, he's about nine foot four. I mean, and that's, it's hard for me to say that. I know how enormous that is. You know, he's over, he's probably 950 pounds of just solid muscle. Huge, huge. Absolutely. Yeah. Now tell us about your latest news on the spirituality of a Sasquatch. Well, I, I started working with Danielle. You're going to hear her next. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the, the police officers have been using psychics for years. And there's, there's a, even what, what's really changed me last year was, expeditioners were having a particular dream. They'd wake up saying the exact same thing and having the exact same dream. And I really started, you know, you can feel them when you're around, the hair stands up on the back of your neck. I've had, you know, I've had mind speak things happen to me and I'm not a very psychic individual. So I really, I'm going to use every asset at my disposal to, to help move this discovery forward. And even, even knowing too, that the native Americans and the first nations people here in Canada the, the shaman, the highest level of shaman are the Sasquatch. So they're really immensely spiritually connected, even in that religious sense to the, the great spirit Mother Earth, the way the Native Americans had that, that religious perspective. I believe they were taught that by the Sasquatch. I know this is hard for people to understand, but even, even the term Sasquatch doesn't mean, doesn't mean wild man. It means wild teacher. Mm-hmm. When Chustatunga, the, the northern Cree that I work with, it means tall teacher, why are the native people, or, or, or Oma in the United States means boss of the mountain, why are the natives speaking about this species with, with such reverence? And the answer is, I believe they're, it's quite clear to me, they're, they're spiritual leaders to the native people, and I need, to, I need to have a good spiritual connection, and I need to use that, you know, utilize that, that asset to, to my success. The movie Third Eye Spies. You know, where they're doing uh, remote viewing and stuff. I mean, these, these are scientific realities. S- psychologists are studying the psychology of, of extrasensory perception. They've been doing it in universities for over a decade. So this is not paranormal stuff anymore. You guys on Coast to Coast have been talking about this well, way back years. for decades. Yeah. And you guys were right. So, What do you think of Sasquatch and the abominable snowman? Is there a connection? Are we talking about the same species? The same, absolutely. Well, the, there's a, like in China, that's where the, the Yeti and the abominable snowmen would be, all the way up into Russia, they call it the Yaren. I mean, they have black bears up there, but the black bears from North America to, to China, there is a great deal of differences, more similarities than differences. 
But, I mean, the Yeti and the Abominable Snowman, you know, they're just, they're smaller, <clears throat> a little more angry. But definitively, I, I'm, I'm quite convinced uh, they're the descendants of Gigantopithecus. And, uh, and the DNA and the research is going to show that as, as the discovery process moves forward. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.